You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Chicago Bulls coverage show by Sports Ethos. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Trey Hill, to break down all things Bulls for you guys. Uh, Trey, not a happy time to be a Bulls fan. Not a lot to look forward to. We were just chatting a little bit before we hopped on, of course. Um, but you know what? I think there are options here. We are just talking about that, too. But how, how are you feeling in general, man? I mean, I'm feeling pretty good. Wimanyama's going to the West. He, you know, he's not going to Detroit. I was really worried about that. Uh, you don't want to see him in your division. So that was a small win in what has otherwise been uh, not a lot of them for Bulls Nation lately. But yeah. I do, I do think that the front office is about to be a lot busier than they have been in the last year and a half, which I think will make you, myself, and the rest <laughs> of the Bulls fans happy. So continuity is not the uh, not the line this season. You don't think that's the case, huh? I mean, I I do think I do think that's the line, and I think eighty percent of this team will still be here. And mm. I just uh, I do think there are there is at least one move to be made. Fair enough. So if you guys are uh, kind of been living under a rock here for the last month or two, which I don't blame you if you're a Bulls fan, maybe you haven't been following the playoffs. It's been a really good good playoffs. We could talk a little bit about that too, Trey. I've been following uh, the playoffs pretty closely here and um, some really good basketball being played. But uh, the Bulls, unfortunately, and I don't know if you saw the live show where I was instant reacting to it, uh, Trey, but the Bulls got the 11th pick, uh, which went ahead and conveyed to the uh, Orlando Magic, of course. Um, we owed that to them if it wasn't a top four. Um, so what happened during the, the lottery show was that I was waiting to w- see the Bulls logo and it wasn't the Bulls logo that popped up at 11. It was the magic logo. I didn't look close enough. I just saw that cause I knew we couldn't be five through 10. So I just went, I saw the first, uh, picks there and I didn't see a Bulls logo. So you, and I you got, got super excited. Yeah. I oh. poured a whiskey and I was like, dude, yeah, we're getting a pick. And then I thought about it some more, and then I was sad. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I knew instantly as soon as they pulled out. Because I <laughs> I knew Orlando couldn't have that pick. True, yeah. Yeah, I didn't So I didn't think about was, it from that, from that angle. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was my, you know, my, my brain and how it takes, I was just super locked in, and I knew instantly. And I was just like, well, damn. But, yeah. again, it – it it's unfortunate that it didn't turn out in our favor, but 
we say that, and this Portland pick that people keep talking about being available. Yeah. Then moving up from five to three, I I think the Bulls have to call about it. Yeah, I have to imagine on the phone with them. I mean, so if you guys don't know, uh, Portland Trailblazers, as you said, moved up to the third pick. Um, you know, they're looking at probably uh, Scoot Henderson or Brandon Miller. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot. I think for me, if it's between those guys, I think, I think Scoot's got to go number two. I mean, obviously, Women is going to go number one. Scoot Henderson's just so incredible. Uh, he would be the consensus number one if Women wasn't in this draft. So I think Charlotte would be absolutely crazy to pass on him at number two. Uh, but if that does happen, uh, you know, maybe the Trailblazers end up with Scoot, uh, Scoot Henderson and they end up with Scoot Henderson and uh, Shadon Sharp. I mean, that's a pretty nice backcourt to kind of build around once Dame's out of there. But they publicly have stated they want to build around Dame Lillard and they're open to moving that number three overall pick. And heck, man, I mean, uh, so let's 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 go through some some scenarios here. Let's say that the Bulls do get this trade done. I want to hear what you what you think we can package for that. But let's just say it happens. And the Hornets go ahead and choose Scoot Henderson. Are you down with having Brandon Miller join the uh, the Bulls? Yeah, because I think Zach is going to be the guy that has to go to get the number three pick done. Yeah. I think Miller can slot right into his role. Um, he's got a, a lot better vision as a playmaker than Levine. Even now, uh, I think Miller would be – like he would come in and start as a better playmaker than Levine is, I think, today. Um, just in terms of his vision, I think it's just it comes more natural to him, mm-hmm. and he can shoot threes, which is good. I like it. I like his size. I'm not quite as high on him as a lot of people are, but I, I think he, I think he's going to be. I think his ceiling is a number two on like a title contending team, but I think he has a really good chance to hit that ceiling. I think I think he's going to be a really good player for a really long time. I just. Um, I don't, I don't know that he has that top tier potential like Scoop does. Does the uh, the off the court, you know, legal issues, do those uh, play any part in this to you? I mean, that's kind of, uh, I don't know, when you talk about Bulls, you know, draft uh, picks in the past, I mean, we've always kind of played it safe with that kind of thing. So that kind of makes I me mean, shy away. Like, if you, if like, you've been on teams with people before and like, if you had a teammate who had a gun that was legal and they just had, you know, they had it in there with them and they left it in your car and they called and said, Hey, can you bring, can you bring me my stuff back? Are you not going to take your stuff back? Yeah. Like, like that's all he did in the grand scheme of things is his teammate left, left his gun in Miller's car, called Miller and said, Hey, would you bring me my stuff back? And Miller said, yeah, I'll bring you your stuff back. He, he fully cooperated with police after the fact he, He's, you know, I think it wasn't it wasn't necessarily that obviously that rubbed me the wrong way. I think for a lot of people it was, you know, the on court antics afterwards where I can't remember exactly what it was, but he did some kind of oh I'm a shit shooting motion. So, no, I was, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I can only imagine the the nasty things that were being said to him from fans. Mm. Um, so to me, and I I saw a lot of really nasty things said online. So to me, he's a young kid. Yeah, it probably isn't the brightest thing to do. <laughs> but when you're, again, when I don't think he did anything wrong in that, and you're catching yeah. all of this crap from all of these people, including grown ass adults. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's a dumb kid. But I, if I interview with him and he, you know, I I like him in the interview. I I don't hold that against him. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's um, I think, you know, it's a bad decision that was made. But obviously, uh, as you said, it could just be that, you know, just a mistake. And, you know, maybe he shows some contrition and we just move on with our lives. That's, that's mostly what happens usually. Unless you're John Moran, but we'll talk about that another day. Anyways, uh, moving on. John so, Moran didn't do anything <laughs> illegal this time no, around. I, I yeah, will point true. that out. That's and, true. But, and uh, we have elected officials posing with their children holding firearms like that, Let's not pretend America's not a gun culture, people. Hey, you know what? That's a, it's a whole conversation we can definitely have on a different podcast. Let's stick to bull stuff, though, uh, because I, I tend to agree with you on some things, but I do want to shoot back, but we're going to stick to bull stuff. So, uh, okay. So, anyways, um, with, yeah, I think you're right, though. Uh, you know, what would it take to get that third pick from from Portland? It would have to be Zach Levine. I mean, you're not getting them for DeMar DeRozan. Uh, you're not getting them for Vucevic. I mean, it's just there's just not that value there. So, I think you have to, you know, give a Levine, probably have to give a young guy as well, maybe, or maybe just like a, a future pick or something like that. I think you'd have to maybe even sweeten that a little bit, um, just with the way, the kind of albatross that Zach Levine's, uh, you know, contract is going to be. And not to say that it's like the worst contract in the world, but it is a hefty one. And I just don't know if, uh, you know, he's a proven two-way player yet. And I think that, you know, for me, I'd rather reserve my my salary cap for that those two-way players. So, um, that's kind of how I feel about it. I feel like it's a long shot for the Bulls to to pull that off, but you feel like it might might be possible. If the Celtics can beat the Heat and Jalen Brown isn't available, I I think I've seen reports they want to add like a small forward, a shooting yeah, guard type, small forward, and, yeah, wing, yeah, right. And I think Zach Zach fits that, and the contract is a lot, but if you're willing to be all in on Dame. Uh, like you know what you're signing up for. So to me, I, I I don't know that I see it as being like super, super possible. But one thing, we own the protections for all of Portland's picks. Like literally Portland cannot trade any future picks unless the Bulls decide to let them. Yeah. So one of the sweeteners, like you said, they could say, when you trade us, Simons in the third pick for Zach and like maybe we take on Nurkic's contract or a bad contract they have I don't have their thing pulled up in front of me but as the sweetener we'll just you're trading us that pick that means you can trade your 2025 pick your 2027 pick or or you can do the you can have these two first to trade to bring someone else in Mm -hmm. so not only are you bringing in Zach Levine you're bringing in whoever else you can bring in with those two first round picks that you're not allowed to trade unless we tell you, you can. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I mean, the bulls, so just, you know, the bulls are in a really sticky situation. I mean, you know, obviously the biggest moves they can kind of make this off season are resigning their own guys. So uh, Vooch is up obviously for a new contract. Um, they haven't even extended any offer, any qualifying offer, anything like that to him yet. So he's an unrestricted free agent. Um, we've got Kobe white, obviously, uh, as another, I think he's, is he a restricted or an unrestricted free agent? I can't remember exactly. He's restricted. He's restricted. But yes. but he has said he is looking for a starting role. Yeah. So that's a good question as well. But, uh, you know, just to kind of finish my, my thought here is that the bulls are, are just really hamstrung by, by what they have right now on the roster. And can, can I, can I float you an idea? Yeah. Um, what if the bulls trade the rights to Marco Samanovic or, you know, whoever, Let's go Marco mm. to Portland for the 2023 pick and, and the bulls release the protections. Uh, and then we also, we get Portland's pick next year, just unprotected. 
instead of instead of it being t- so right now we have Portland's pick, but it's one through fourteen protected. So we would get the twenty third pick in this draft, and we would just get that pick those protections wiped off. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, is this something you think that Portland goes for? I mean, just so, just so they can have the ability to trade picks to to surround Dame, I guess that's kind of the thinking there. Yeah, that right because if if you if you're really serious about building around Dame, that involves like you're going to have to add pieces, and the yeah. way you add pieces is future first round picks. So, to me, I I th- I think that's a lot more likely of a scenario than the Bulls being able to trade for that number three pick. I think, and they might have to include uh, like maybe I don't know. Would you do Dalen Terry? I don't know, man. I think I think for me, Dylan Terry. I think he's a. I don't. Uh, I don't think I would see. For me, yeah, I think it's got to be Marco. Yeah. But I I do think Portland. I think they might be up for it because you you have to add around Dame and you have to add around him now. It's not like you can wait next year or the year after to be adding pieces to Dame. You have to go now. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I don't know. Uh, ultimately, I think I think that maybe Portland can make something better happen. Honestly, if they wanted to free up a a, a pick, I don't know if they could or not. Um, obviously, I'm not in that room with them, but I just feel like there's got to be something else out there for them to do. Um, the one thing that the Bulls have is that they're obviously they own one of Portland's picks, so you know we're one of the people they will be talking about uh, or talking to about freeing those up. So. Um, so there's some leverage there, but I don't know if there's enough leverage for us to get like a good deal. I don't know, like that good of a deal. I don't know. That's just kind of my my initial thought. Uh, but I, I mean, I looked into it. They they can't without without us lifting that protection. They don't. Is have it just any literally leverage. us? Literally just yeah, us. Okay. yeah. So so what it is is they protected the pick one through fourteen yeah. all the way until 2027. Uh-huh. But they because just did something it's so stupid. <laughs> right because it's so long. They have to keep their first round picks in case they have to give them to us. I wonder why they did that. They just, just so, they just so if it doesn't if it doesn't convert after that right. long, it, I think it goes to a uh, to seconds. So if you remember back when uh, Boogie Cousins played for the Kings, the Bulls had this Sacramento Kings pick that was lottery protected for like five years, and then it converted to seconds. The Bulls had this first round pick as a trade ship. And they never traded it, and they never got a first-round pick because the Kings never made the playoffs. So yeah. I think Portland did that thinking, well, if we never make the playoffs, at least we never lose a first-round pick. It's such a loser mentality. Though. There's no well, – I mean, I guess. Well, it's a loser franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So I, I guess I guess that makes sense. Uh, well, it's interesting, man. I, you know, I haven't really thought too much about that. I think, you know, if you can get something like that done, yeah, absolutely. I think you can add – uh, I think for the Bulls, obviously, adding a piece where, uh, you know, it's a rookie-scale contract that you don't have to pay them a whole lot of money is very appealing. I was actually thinking um, before the the uh, lottery happened, I don't know if you knew this, Trey, but if the Bulls had somehow lucked into the number one pick, Victor Wembanyama would have put them into the into the luxury tax. So, like, who even knows what would have happened at that point? Like, uh, Reinsdorf just, like, you know, cut somebody. I don't know. Like, he just does not want to pay the extra uh, money in the luxury tax. So, I have no idea how they would have handled that, but... Obviously, that didn't happen, so we don't have to worry about it, but I thought that was kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I think, you know, again, uh, getting guys on the cheap is definitely um, something that's out there. Speaking of guys on the cheap, I mean, one of the guys I think that has the biggest trade value on the Bulls, um, you know, this offseason or even going forward has got to be Alex Caruso with that contract he has, obviously. And, I mean, I don't see the Bulls going anywhere fast. Uh, you know, I, I love the Bulls as a franchise, but – 
Um, you know, this team, it's uninspired. I, I don't think it's a, it's a winning, you know, recipe. I think we had a good time there with Lonzo there. I think if Lonzo maybe was healthy, I'd be thinking a little differently about this, obviously, probably a lot differently about it, but he just isn't. And for some reason, the Bulls aren't trying to get that uh, injured player exception for him. They're just going to roll with it and have him eat up all that cap space. So, um, you know, so I, I just think, you know, it's just a really tough situation. I mean, what are your thoughts there? I think you, you make sure Caruso is nice and healthy come the next trade deadline. And the same for DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. I think I think Zach's still young enough that if he – like I, I, I'm packing his bags and I'm taking him to the airport if I can get something of value for him. I just – I'm not super confident with how he's going to age along with the contract. But DeMar and Caruso, I think, are the guys you have to really look at trading at the next deadline. And yeah. like you said, Caruso, Caruso, I think, is the number one guy that is most likely to move on this team. And – I hate to see it because he, you know, he made first team all defense uh, yeah. well deserved. He, Those are, yeah. uh, he's so active and is just so com- he's so good at communicating. I think he does a lot for our young guys, but teams teams are going to be desperate, especially with the new CBA. It's going to be harder to add talent, and teams are going to be teams are going to have to be creative. And with that contract Caruso has, I think he's going to be even more valuable than he would have been. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, I know we were floating kind of the idea of, of getting multiple firsts from at the deadline last year. I don't think that's possible. I think you take a first and then, you know, maybe a second also, a first and a second or a first and a, and a young guy that is kind of a project that you can maybe, uh, you know, a young athletic, you know, kind of wing type player that hasn't developed yet. Like I would think of like, a, uh, I don't know, just throwing names out there like an Isaiah Todd or something like that or a Cam Reddish or, or whatever, like guys like that. Can, can we trade him to the Hornets for the uh, first and Kai Jones? That would be beautiful. I would love that. And he would be helpful there, I think, uh, obviously. I wonder – I really wonder what they're going to do with that second pick. I think – I mean, I just think you can't skip Scoot. Scoot is just so damn good. Um, but if they do and they go with Brandon Miller, I think that's still a really good pick. Uh, but I just don't know. I mean, obviously, with the Miles Bridges situation, uh, you know, that just puts such a wrench in, in their plans. And, and the, the way that – uh, I saw Bridges, Bridges was uh, on FaceTime with Jordan. Uh, he yeah. posted that on his social media, and he was out for a year. I fully expect him to be back in in the fold this year, and being suspended for a year, I think that's that's a good enough punishment. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, everyone I, deserves a second I'm chance, not gonna, you know. So right, right. He everyone deserves a second chance. He he's been out for an entire year. That is a a, a long time to miss when you're a professional athlete in careers that you know they only last a decade, a decade and a half. So. I think he's more than, than paid the price and yeah. Well, you know, I mean, what he did don't was step over that line again. No, yeah, what he did was absolutely awful. Uh, obviously, we don't condone yeah, that. Yeah, I'm too. not. I'm not. A, yeah, I'm not no, condoning, no. But I. But at some I point, will not, I yeah. will not be upset when I see him back on the court because I feel like he's at least been off it off of it long enough. Well, it's a tough situation because, especially with a basketball player, you only have so many years of earning potential. And every year that you take away a bat is like, uh, and I hate to say, I mean, the world doesn't revolve, it does revolve around money. I wish it didn't. But, uh, you know, obviously there are more things to life than, than just making money. But that is a big blow to somebody to be able to have to lose out on, miss out on all that earning potential just because of a, a mistake you made. You paid if your you time, have the number so. two pick, Bridges is coming back. You know, trading a first for Caruso and a project like Kai Jones, that might look a lot more appetizing for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Come, like, come the trade deadline. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't disagree. Um, so that's something we can definitely look at as that as that time comes. So yeah, let's go back to Kobe White. Kobe White wanting that starting role. Uh, we saw that, been there, done that. He did improve through the season, though. Uh, as I mentioned to you multiple times in the pod during the season, I mean, I thought his ball security was like ten times better uh, than it was before. Defense also uh, definitely markedly improved. Um, I mean, it depends on where the Bulls go. I think, right? If the Bulls uh, re-sign Vooch and they bring back, uh, obviously Demar's coming back anyways, uh, you know, and Zach's coming back. If all those guys come back and we're just kind of running it back with exactly the same squad, I mean, there's nothing they literally can do uh, to make this team drastically different in the offseason. Then I don't think I want Kobe White as my starting point guard. But if the Bulls decide that, hey, we're gonna kind of hold the fort here, <clears throat> see how things go, and probably look to deal Demar. Uh, and or Vooch and Caruso at the deadline, uh, then I think I would be down for a Kobe White starting point guard. How about you? I'm good with it. I think I want to see it again after what I've seen. I think it didn't go super great the first time around, but (laughs) I think he he learned a lot. I I think he learned the speed of the game. He learned the passes he can make, the passes he can't make. And what we've seen with him coming off the bench and with that ball security yeah. and with that confidence in his shot, I think he's I think he's found the balance between looking to score and looking to pass. And when he was starting as the point guard before and he was the starter, he was so focused on getting everyone else involved and he wasn't looking to score. And I, that, along with just not knowing how to play point guard in the NBA and having that learning curve, I I just I think where he's at as a player and his confidence level in his game, I think I would like to see it again. Um, and part of that is I I love his defense. I think his attitude's really good. I just I'm a big Kobe White guy, but yeah, I don't see the team go like if we bring everybody back. Like you said, I don't see the team going anywhere. But yeah. if, if Kobe White can be a serviceable point guard, that's that's some knowledge I would like to know. Well, here's so let's combine those thoughts here. We think that he's probably got the chops to try this again, uh, perhaps for a different team. I, I don't know. I wish we had our capologist here because I don't know exactly how this works, but I know the Bulls are able to sign and trade uh, to a certain extent to you know go over the cap. So you know, what if what about a sign and trade with Kobe and you get back? I don't know. What would you be looking? You know, what would you be wanting to get back if if you were trading? Kobe White to uh, a contender. Obviously, you're not getting a lot. Well, back in our this. in our sports ethos yeah. uh, mock thing, I traded I traded him for Obi Toppin from the New mm. York Knicks. Um, That'd be nice. I think I think Toppin showed that he he could be uh, he can get minutes for a playoff team. I think he can develop into that. I think he's he had a good showing um, this postseason. So that might be somewhere I would look. That's the first thing that comes to mind. But uh, other than that, I hadn't considered it until you brought it up. So now my mind's just kind of trying to run in circles. <laughs> well, you always get diminished. Who they could trade for? Yeah, we always get diminished, diminished returns with the sign trade because it's kind of like a you know the players kind of doing you a solid almost, right? It's like you're not because they they want to go somewhere else anywhere anyways. So you're just kind of trying to get something out of the deal. So I would think the Bulls would probably get like a second rounder back or maybe like a, a project. I mean. I, Obi the nice thing with this project. though is he is res- he is restricted, so right. they they have the right to match. Whereas a lot a lot of the times when they the sign and trades happen, it's so, like LeBron yeah. to the Heat. It was uh, for cap reasons. It made it easy, you know, it made it easier for cap reasons. But yeah. for Kobe, I, with the ability to match, I, I think the Bulls would have to get at least something like an Obi Toppin, something a project in return yeah. for him. Fair enough. 
Uh, so that's a thought there. We could go that route, absolutely. Um, but it's going to be like it's just going to be tough. I was going to say Mitch Kupchak. So go back, going back to the um, the Hornets there. I know that he's been speaking in the media about how he thinks that they have all the right pieces to compete, which is kind of funny to me. I mean, you don't. I mean, if Miles Bridges comes back, maybe you do. Um, be, that would change the team drastically, obviously. But uh, there are definitely holes on that team, and, and no one plays defense, so I, I don't know what he's smoking there, but. Uh, anyways, I hope they go with Scoot at number two. I absolutely do. You, um, you can talk me into a lineup of Lamelo, Scoot, Gordon Hayward, oh, uh, Miles Bridges, and Mark Williams. I think Mark Williams has been super be underrated good. as a rookie. Um, I can see, I could see them making the playoffs next year. It'd be fun with, with I mean, the play-in. Yeah, like I could see them. I Mitch Kupchak is is pretty crazy. I that's not the craziest take I've heard. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Speaking of uh, kind of trades and, and how they've uh, developed over the years, let's go back and revisit the Nikola Vucevic trade. Oh, <laughs> big bummer. So the Bulls traded Wendell Carter Jr., their 2021 first-round pick, which was Franz Wagner, and now the 11th pick in the 2023 draft uh, for Nikola Vucevic. So everyone's saying big loss. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Trey? I mean, I think it's hard to spin this as a win, right? There's there's no way that you can spin it as a win, but given the the time frame, the circumstances, if you put me back in that same spot, I'm doing the trade again. Yeah, it was exciting um, at the time. Yeah, I mean, I think people, people like these you forget. We always think about what was last and what did you do for me lately. Um, not not only that, but so when Vooch got traded, that was that was when COVID was just starting. They were if you tested positive, you had to sit games. As soon as Vooch comes over, he gets uh, he gets COVID from Embiid. So yeah. he, he's immediately sitting for us. And then when he comes back, Levine gets hurt. And the Bulls, who were expected to make the playoffs and to give the Magic, you know, the number 16, 17 pick, end up giving them the seventh pick. And they end up finding a, a diamond in the rough with mm-hmm. it. The, mm-hmm. the chances of all of those things happening again, if we got to just re- rerun this back, it's it's very unlikely. So to me, that part is unfortunate. But them getting Franz, it, like that sucks. But that was the the worst case scenario. Yeah. Um, so I think it that's looks, important when you when you look back at it, you have yeah. to look at the context of the times and how things played out. Yeah, it looks worse uh, looking back, obviously now, and that's always easy to do. It's always easy to to crap on you know trades when when you can have that force or that hindsight uh, to lean to lean on, but yeah, at the time, I mean, you know, the Bulls, uh, it was exciting. Uh, we were getting a, a perennial all-star uh, to pair with Zach Levine. Uh, I felt like it was going to be a good, you know, combo with the screen and roll. Um, obviously, Vucic anchored a top-10 defense for years in Orlando. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the pace that they played. I understand that. But um, still, uh, a very solid guy, uh, just both ends of the court. He's been solid for the Bulls. I mean, he had that. Yeah, uh, he anchored top-10 defenses here, too. Yeah. and he had I, know this year, of, I don't know where they were last year. Yeah, uh, and he had that one kind of down uh, down year uh, last year where, you know, missed a lot of things, a lot of uh, shots he would normally make. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. Every every single player has, uh, pretty much every, every player has a season like that. Uh, and this season we saw kind of, um, you know, some positive regression there. And, uh, you know, he had a really good season. I mean, I felt like, you know, he was definitely slept on. He was better than most people gave him credit for. Um I, I mean, I wouldn't be – so how would you feel – how would you feel if the Bulls brought back Vooch uh, and that's kind of their their only move this offseason? Would that make you Oh, I happy? love Vooch. I think we need him. 
Yeah. Um, and one thing that's underrated is his playmaking. He 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 shoots the three, so he stretches the floor, which. If we didn't have him, DeMar would not be able to do what he does if they could just clog the paint, helping off of, off of a non-shooter. But Vooch's playmaking is also so big for like Patrick Williams, who, who cuts off ball, and Vooch will find him. Or if he relocates to the corner when they come to double on Vooch, because he's big enough and strong enough that in the post, he, he will draw a double, especially if he gets the switch. I think for the development of our players, he's he's been great. I think he's anchored the defense. He's he's not great on defense, but he's always in the right spot. He's always doing the right thing. And when when you have young guys and you want to teach them to be aggressive and to be, you know, active on defense, them knowing the the guy behind them is going to be where he's supposed to be. That's huge for their for them to feel for Caruso to feel confident to go for the steals he goes for. He knows that he has that back line of defense. And if we just walk, I mean, there's, uh, what do you have to do? Play Andre? I mean, I don't think, think Andre is under contract, Andre Drummond. I think he's uh, an free agent this season. But Oh, yeah, that's, that's not even going yeah, into like, what would you do if he walks. Yeah, well, I mean, what even would you do? There's uh, there's nothing here. Uh, let me see. Andre Drummond actually has a player option this year, so he'll probably be back. Uh, it's in the neighborhood of about uh, $3.4 million. So he'll probably be back. I don't know if he'll be in a Bulls jersey all season or not, but um, sounds like he'll probably be on the roster at the end of the season at least. So, yeah, I don't know about a, a starting center in, uh, in Andre Drummond. And there's nothing, no way to, to kind of fill that hole either. So I think you're looking at Vooch returning. Um, if he doesn't, uh, it's going to be rough. I don't know what we'll do. Um, it, it's really up to him. I mean, it feels like from what we've heard in, uh, in the media and everything like that is that he likes it here, uh, wants to stay with the Bulls. So I, I would assume that, you know, they can get something done here. I don't know. Do you think he takes a contract, though, that uh, – I mean, I, th- I think at this point in time, I mean, there's no, uh, you know, guarantee that the Bulls are going to be a good team and going to vie for a championship. So does he take a pay cut to be with the Bulls? I, I really don't see that happening. How about you? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think he takes a pay cut, but I I don't think he tries to to extort them for every last dollar either. I think he, I think he t- he will take a fair contract and what I'm hoping for is the contract he signed in Orlando, it decreased over time. I'm hoping that he's willing to do that for the Bulls to kind of help with the cap situation coming up with the new CBA and everything. Just if he would do that, um I would he's making 22 million this year. I wouldn't hate paying him $20 million next year. And then as it goes down, yeah. um, I know that seems steep. It seems like a lot, but it's really not for a center. Yeah. Honestly, 
for a for a starting you know a starting center. I think he played 82 games this. Yeah, he played 82 games this year, th- 33 minutes a game. For a guy who's that reliable, who's that consistent, to put up the same numbers as he did last year, uh, down to the decimal even. Yeah. God, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, he had a lot of similar stats, uh, but just better efficiency this season. So it was kind of kind of weird to see, but. Yeah, um, but both years, 17.6 points, 11 yeah. rebounds, but even the defensive rebounds and offensive rebounds were the same, 9.1 and 1.9. That is just the craziest thing. Consistency, but yeah, but the percentages were up, so that was the big thing because he didn't have to have as many touches, so uh, it was definitely a plus thing there. But um, but I will say, yeah, I mean, that's – I think you, you have to try to bring Vooch back. That's got to be your first order of business this offseason. As much as people might hate to hear that out there, you just have to do it. Um, the Bulls are not in a cap situation where they can replace him. Uh, if they don't go get him, they're just they're going to be bad, and that's fine. If that's their plan, if their plan is to be bad and tank this season, I, I don't know if I would necessarily be opposed to that, but I don't see that happening. How about you? Even if it was, I I'm a firm believer, and, and like you can watch the Celtics right now. You need playmaking. You need guys who can playmake to to get others involved come crunch time. But even in the regular season and I, I even if we tank, I don't want to lose Fuchs because I think he helps the development of the young guys so much. If we're going to go the tank route, I would just much rather rest guys and not see Vooch play 82 games, but instead yeah. play 66. Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting, man. We'll see what they're doing. Uh, one last or kind of- or trade Caruso and you know <laughs> Demar, Derek Jones, like Javante Green. I think he's 28. Um, yeah, you might be exactly. able to get a, a high second round pick for Javante Green or something. Um, but speaking of uh, one last kind of a point here we have to make on this pod before we go here, Trey, is talking about kind of the secret extensions for uh, Arturus Kronosovis and uh, and Billy Donovan. Uh, both happened in secrecy. Billy Donovan happened with the last offseason, I believe it was. And then uh, AK was just recently, like uh, a couple weeks ago, right? So um, just gut, gut feelings on those, man. Like uh, talk to me about Billy Donovan first. How do you feel about that situation? I think it shows that the Reinsdorfs wanted the Bulls to be respectable fringe playoff contenders and not go over the luxury tax. And I think because of those limitations, they're just very happy with how things are going. As for, for my feelings on Donovan, he, he's a good coach, but when you see all of these really talented head coaches coming available, oh, yeah. it really makes, you know, kind of give the side eye like – what are you doing? <laughs> like, how, how are things over there? And yeah. um, I, I, I don't dislike what he does. I think he's, I think he's been given a, a rough hand uh, to deal with in terms of all the players being injured, just trying to get things settled. But um, for me, do you, do you think the secrecy was just a flex? They were like, you want to, you want to, like, they brag about the Spurs and how nothing gets out of that organization. You won't even hear about our contract extensions. Like, I feel like it was just the Bulls flexing their secrecy powers. <laughs> it, it's strange. I, I don't really know what the purpose of that was. Uh, I mean, why, like, if you want to reward somebody publicly, I get that. I get the, I get do, the, do you think they were waiting for things to just get better and they just never, and got it is never did. That's, that's actually very well could have happened. They were like, wait a minute, 
let's wait until we get on a bit of a win streak and then we can say, oh yeah, by the way, we extended this guy. Uh, and then that just never came to fruition. I could definitely see that happening because the Bulls had such high hopes for this team. And uh, right, and like like they so. they're like. <laughs> They, they wait a week and they're like, oh, it's going to get better. And then they wait another week. It's going to get, and, and at that point, like, better, they waited guys. a month and they're just like sitting around in the meeting, like, uh, what do we do, guys? guys? It's not getting better. What's going on here? That That's probably what happened, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, as you know, I have conflicting uh, thoughts on, on Billy Donovan. I think he's a good, good coach in, in the end, uh, better than average, probably. Um, I don't. I mean, I like. I mean, I think he's great with the media. Uh, I think he's good with the players. The players seem to like him, respect him. I know that he had a, a couple of butt ends with, you know, Levine uh, over the course of the season. But I just don't don't really mind that honestly, because Levine um, kind of needed a fire under him, uh, which you know that kind of happened, especially with Pat Bev come came over. So, um, so I don't really hold that against Donovan. I think it's it's fine. I wouldn't have minded if they extended him. It's just the secrecy thing that rub me the wrong way because I just I still don't I don't know what the uh, incentive was there I mean if you reward a guy and you extend them and you don't want people to know what does that mean what does that say about you what does it say about the organization what does that say about the coach I mean I, I don't even know what to read into it because it, it, there's a different ways I can go with it you can go you know we didn't want people to know we extended Donovan because we don't want people to think we're, we're dumb for doing that like is that what your incentive was like and then we can just fire him and, and keep paying him under the table if, if that happens I don't like what was the thinking here? I just I just don't get it. I don't get it. So I don't either. <laughs> I, <laughs> and then, and then I, the, I think the I think the rising door like I think the dwarfs are just bad owners. And yeah. like that's that that's the reality of our situation. We root for a team that is owned by one of the the dwindling number of bad owners in the NBA. And we we'll just be hamstrung by that and until he until they uh they don't own him anymore. Yeah. And who knows when that's going to happen? Um, I mean, hopefully. So, um, with AK, if he can pull off a deal to get a pick, like say say he doesn't get the number three pick, but he can pull off a deal to get that number 23 pick from Portland uh, just for some spare parts. Yeah. Does that change your opinion on him at all? Well, I think, you know, from being a fan of this team for so long, uh, I mean, obviously the activity in the trade market and in the offseason has been higher than any other time that I've been a Bulls fan, pretty much. So I'm overall, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm impressed, but I'm like, I'm happy that things are happening. Like, it didn't seem like anything was happening uh, under uh, Garpax. It was just like they were scouting the next, you know, uh, I don't know, 14th pick or whatever, and just kind of uh, holding the line until until that happened. But um, but it feels like, you know, AK's on the phone actually trying to make things happen here. So I'm I'm OK with them extending him. I, I don't think, you know, I think ultimately when you look at this team last year when they had health and they had Lonzo Ball, uh, which is really that missing key, key piece to that puzzle. I think they they looked incredible. Uh, and, you know, he built that within you know two years uh, and he wasn't given a very good team when he took over. So uh, I don't hold the misfortune of the Bulls against uh ak i do question some of the moves like i do at this point like i didn't question at the time and at first it was good but now i do question you know how they thought demar was going to fit next to uh zach levine uh you know i in kind of a two alpha type thing i think that is still a thing that they're um trying to figure out so uh i do question sometimes like what what we're doing here like what and then and then the off season we're, we're just adding andre drummond and we're adding uh, Goran Dragic, and we're just kind of holding holding this team the same after what we saw with the shooting, like adding no shooting. 
Like that that made no sense either. So there's been some questionable moves, but uh, I'm just excited things are happening and like we're not just like sitting there at the same roster uh, year after year after year. So that's kind of my overall feelings on AK. Yeah, of of active players that like play for the Bulls, how many were drafted by them? Can you name off uh, currently players drafted by so the Bulls? Yeah, players on the current roster that were drafted by the Bulls. Let's see. Um, I think of three right now. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say three, four. Who, who are the names? Who you got? Uh, I'm gonna say Kobe White, uh, Dale yep. Terry. And yep. uh, uh, Patrick Williams, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh uh, I would assume. I know he's and he's a second round pick. Uh, Marco, yeah. like Marco's on the roster, but like uh, in terms of homegrown talent, we have three first round picks and, and one second round pick. So the the roster has had a lot of turnover uh, in these last couple of years. So there there is that. I'm. I'm happy with the team building. I think I think I see the vision a little bit better, than, or a little bit clearer than you do with DeRozan fitting. Uh, again, it's everything worked when Lonzo was there, and I think that that's just the the key missing ingredient. Just like if you if you take Jokic out of the Denver Nuggets, and I, I obviously they're not the same type, you know, caliber of player, but just in terms of making the offense run, that's what Lonzo really did for this team, and I. I think it just kind of gets washed, you know, pushed to the side. Yeah. And then I think, you know, um, I mean, I, I, I don't dislike DeMar as a player. I think he is a tough player to build uh, other, you know, build around just because of where he gets his, his shots from on the offensive side. I mean, it's well, all we, mid-range. I mean, I brought it up earlier. You yeah. you have to have a stretch big around him. Yeah. You have to have shooting just all across the floor to, to really maximize his potential. And, and the Bulls absolutely don't have that. Um, and, and it's not that it's not that I saw that when it first happened. I think, you know, I was excited. I was higher on it the most, as you know, and, and felt it was a good signing. Um, but then once we saw what happened with Lonzo being out and knowing what we know about Lonzo's health and then like, you know, no one's come back from from that particular surgery to play competitive sports. And still at the deadline, when I'm asking them to at least explore the market for DeMar DeRozan, there's not even any rumors of them exploring that market. I mean, they explore the market for Zach Levine, which, I mean, cool. Uh, yeah, I, that's fine. Um, but you don't even explore the market for a guy that's averaging, you know, 25, 28 points in a game and, and you know, was looking incredible uh, for, the, you know, a season and a half. I don't know. Part of me part of me wonders if he did explore and nothing just ever got anywhere close. Because I think, I think it'd be irresponsible for GMs to not, call around but again we saw how long it took for the extensions to get out maybe he just you know called around a little bit and nothing you know nothing popped up we see how difficult it is for him to build around like his age these other teams see it too so maybe they're just hoping they can get his value up a little bit higher and but i i do think the one thing i saw didn't he didn't demar come out and say he didn't want to go to the lakers I don't recall that, but it's possible. I don't remember seeing that though. For some but reason, I, I and I, I don't even think it was like brought. It was just like someone brought up, "Hey, do, what do you think about going to the Lakers?" And he was just like, "Man, I, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want. I don't want to go. I don't want. Like, I think it was just a dismissal. Probably hmm. now that I now that I'm trying to remember the source of it. 
Mm-hmm. But to me, well, I I think if you don't trade him at this trade deadline, it's he better be playing like he was, uh, you know, when he was making game winning shot after game winning shot. <laughs> other than, yeah, other, I mean, than that, other than that, I just I think you got to get value for him while you can. Well, I think it's tough. Um, I think it's tough on the defensive end because when I look at DeMar DeRozan, I look at um, Zach Levine, and I'm looking at their off-ball defense and their off-ball help defense. It's, like, similar. Like, they have the same uh, holes when it comes to defensive awareness and, like, uh, the ability to be in the right place on, the, on defense when they're not on the basketball specifically. Um, and I think you know, part of that's because they shoulder so much of the offensive load, and it's tiring as hell to have to go score, again, in the African and African, you know, in, in the one-on-one uh, ISO basketball. I mean, that's really tough to play that way. And uh, so I, th- I don't like think it's, you know, insane that they're not getting the best effort on defense. But I do think that um, when you have two guys out there that are kind of similar in that way, it, it just makes everything so much harder for the Bulls, which more credit to Billy Donovan then, because like you said, they were a top at least 10 defense, I think even top eight or nine uh, after the all-star break this, this past season. And so something clicked there. So that's something you get excited about for Bulls fans. Yeah, I think I think he's done an excellent job of being able to to build this team into what it was. I just the league is really good and it's really hard, you know, it's hard to be good in this league and so yeah. Very true. Helps. Well, I was trying to look at where the Bulls were for the deep cuz I thought they were I thought they were even higher this this season than top 8 I, or 9. About that, One, they might have been though, might have been like top. According six to cleaning the glass, um, they were the fifth best defense this year in points per 100 possessions. A little bit surprised. A top five defense. There you go. Uh, they did play good defense this season. I complained a lot less about that this season than I did last season. So, uh, now find least, some shooting, get us some yeah, shooting. Some shooting would be really good. Uh, so there, there you go. There's our action items for you, Bulls. Go get some shooting, go re sign Vucevic. Uh, go try to find somebody to, uh, you know, maybe take take through at the at the deadline next season or um, at the trade deadline this season. So there you go, some action items for you guys. Um, that's gonna do it for us, guys. That is it. That's really all that's happened in, in Bulls world here. Uh, we will be back with you for you know a couple shows in the off season. Gotta take it kind of light, but you know we'll be looking forward to the season coming up. Hopefully the Bulls can uh, turn this thing around. But I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at at ethos Keith and Trey. Where can the good people find you, man? On Twitter at Final Finally. And go follow the show, guys, at Ethos Bulls, at Ethos Bulls. We are on Twitter there as well. Hopefully get more active there, too. Um, SportsEthos.com is where you can find all of my work. I'm the new content director there, so yay, yay to me. Uh, you guys should all go follow uh, those Sports Ethos, at Sports Ethos uh, on Twitter as well, and uh, all the wonderful people that are there. So, uh, but hey, until next time, guys, go Bulls. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.